0: Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by com, and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your Legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me, what's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. Not much. How are you doing? I'm um, I'm doing really well, man. I'm doing really well. I got I got sent home from work a little early today because we had some lightning out in the field. So uh, so they don't like us working on all this metal structures when there's lightning. Surprisingly. I know. I I looked up today and uh, everything had gone dark. And I'm like, did I like pass out again? <laughs> is, it, is it? It was. Is it, is it midnight? It I'm was like, oh, gorgeous no, just... for a while, and then and then it, all of a sudden the dark clouds rolled in really quickly and uh, started to to rain a little bit. Got some lightning, so I got to go home a little early. And I came home and I I took a two hour nap, and it was great. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I took a nap, so that was really nice. Excellent, excellent. And, yep, yep. Uh, and I got finished my kitchen floor this past weekend. I hope all the all the mothers listening had a great Mother's Day. Uh, my my gift to my wife was finishing my kitchen floor after starting it back in November. So Happy Mother's wow. Day to her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was uh, it was like another six hours on my hands and knees on Sunday getting that done, and uh, and then uh, I was I was so I'm doing the floor right. And I had to tile underneath my dishwasher, my kitchen uh, fridge, and my oven, and then in in the uh, another area, landing area in front of the basement. And as I'm moving my oven, uh, pulling it out, the metal line behind it snaps, and so it starts, like, gas starts leaking out of it, so I had to, like, shut it off. I had to go to Home Depot, get a new line, and, and replace that, but... Uh, man, it was a good it was a good weekend, man. It was uh it was nice. Outside of that it was a it was a good time, so. How about you? Yeah, outside of you almost accidentally killing everyone in your house. I mean, it, thankfully it there's a, a shutoff weekend. right by the right by the base of the valve, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could you could hear it. It was enough <laughs> gas. You could hear it coming out. It Wasn't even like the smell that got me first. It was the psss, and like, "Oh, I should probably turn that off." Then all of a sudden you see Liam sticking a rolled up uh magazine in the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like laughs> yeah, it was uh yeah, it was not good. I, I I was gonna light a match to clear out the clear out the smell, but I, I thought better of that, so <laughs> uh, how was your weekend? It was good. Yeah. It was good. I uh I had dinner at the parents' house to celebrate Mother's Day. Okay. And Pat, I played in a legacy tournament. Ooh, ooh. That's exciting paper, right? Yeah, paper uh Magic online paper. Yes. Uh, yes. Group. Yep. So, got to play with them and it was uh, I mean, I specifically played in them in that tournament because they actually banned companions and it was a ton of fun. Did they really? Oh, so I was going I'm going to plan that this week. That was my plan. I didn't realize they banned companions. That's wonderful. Yeah, straight up band companions, it was awesome, got to play some great matches, had a, had a ton of fun, um, yeah, and it was it was great, it was good playing some paper magic over video cameras. Yes, it, it, like I said, it's, uh, I, I think it's my preferred method of playing magic, honestly. <laughs> it's so nice, it's so nice. It's a lot less smelly. That it's man. a lot less smelly, it's all the magic you want and all the interaction you could want without having to like actually get dressed and leave your house, it's really nice. Yeah. Plus, like, one of my one of my opponents was in Colorado. Uh, one of my other opponent, I forget where my... One of my... Their point is there are, like, people all over the country all playing Magic together. It'll be interesting, you know, if... I don't know if you actually could run, like, a real four-money tournament that way in paper. Like, that's... Yeah. It, I don't think as... you can. I think these, like, these uh, for-fun ones are probably the best you're going to get, but they're, I've had a ton of fun doing them, so... Yeah, there's just no way to... Like, as soon as... As soon as there's anything on the line, I think it just it encourages cheating. too much like already. There's probably people who will like cheat just because like it's in their blood. So I've heard (laughs) I've heard that someone got kicked off. I don't know what server it was, but yes, someone was cheating on like paper matches over webcam for like. With the st- <laughs> their, their, the stakes could not have been lower, and they were just such a, a scumbags. They were cheating. It's just like it burn genie yeah. playing from home. <laughs> <laughs> yep, don't need a DCI to play over over webcam. So. I, I honestly think it's just like a psychological thing with some people. Like some people just have to like it. it's it's part of the drive or I don't I don't know what it is, but it's like even if there's nothing on the line, it's just they got to do it. Yeah, I don't I don't get it, man. I mean, I like to crush my opponents, too, but uh, I do it. I do it fairly. Yeah. <laughs> but You know, what can you do? Um, all right well let, before we get into our guests this week we had uh, three new patrons I just wanted to shout them out real quick before we get into the uh, the main event here as it were uh, we had Jay mang Gary Roth and Nicholas Silva all join the patreon this past week uh, we really appreciate the support guys um you know it, it means a ton to us it helps us keep the show going um, and, and yeah we really appreciate it and if, if someone wants to support the show directly you can always go to uh, patreon.com leaving a legacy. Yeah. Also, uh, hit us up if you need the the Discord links for the patrons. Yep. Uh I just sent out. Me. I just did a post today, actually, for that for the for the patrons. Uh, okay. So Great. Sh- yeah, I got someone... a couple messages over the past week, and I don't I don't go. So I apologize. I don't go onto the Patreon page often. I get messages in my email, but like you would think that like you'd be able to just reply in your email to like give them the link, but I'd have to, I actually have to go to the Patreon and and that's all that stuff saved in my computer upstairs. So I, I'm not up here very often, but. Um, I sent all that out today, and uh, and yeah, so that's great. And uh, I think that's all the housekeeping we have, Jared. You want to get into the episode? Hell yeah! Awesome. All right. Well, we have a great guest on this week. Um, uh, this person, uh, mess- I think, he had messaged me when I was on the Legacy Pit and said, "Hey, when are you gonna have? When are you gonna have me on for uh, for, for 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 a podcast?" And I was like, "How about how about next week?" And uh, I think we ended up having to push out another week because we had a few guests lined up, uh, but we we got him on. And uh, you know, people are really excited to talk to this guy. So let's let's welcome Matt Sole. What's up, Matt? Uh,
1: n- not much. Um, uh, it's uh, it's funny. You, you said it's uh, lightning storms or uh, lightning where you are. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, here it's snowing and uh, hailing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it's it's 2020. It's the end of the
1: world. We, di- we did we did have a warning that we could get up to
0: a half inch of hail today too, which is kind of wild. So uh, uh, we got. We got snow over the weekend. We did, yeah. And we Master got a little City. bit of snow. It's the weather here is crazy. It was seventy. It was like sixty, seventy degrees when I got to work this morning, and then, but like th- three days prior, we had a real frost and actual snow coming down. And I love, uh, I see, love New England, man. It's my favorite place. It the the Mayan calendar was just off by eight years. Was it? it wasn't twenty twelve. <laughs> it's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is actually <laughs> apocalypse. So I'm, I'm ready for the zombie invasion in June. Pat. Oh my god! So my so before we're recording, uh, I had to. Uh... <laughs> My uh my wife came in and I was just this is the pre show. Mats and I were just talking and she's like, I need to talk to you for a second. So I like I was like, hold oh, well, on, Matt's. I didn't move my microphone. She's like, Why the fuck did you tell Liam that zombies are real because I told her, <laughs> her earlier the day that zombies are real. And the whole thing And like, he said, Because he needs to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like and she's like, That is not funny. She's like, I'm not even laughing about it. I'm like, Oh god. So I had to like I was like, hold on, Matt's i had to go up be like go to Liam's room and be like, Hey buddy, just so you know, zombies aren't actually real. I was only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then you whispered under your breath, they totally are. Mom, though. I was like, oh, we have the, we have like this, uh, this Pitbull Bulldog mix. I'm like, well, at least you got Bella in here. She'll let you know if anything's clawing at the door. So you can fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Matt's, uh, welcome on the show, man. It's great to have you. Um, thank you. So I, I, I've, I've seen your name around a lot. Um, and I, I, you know, I see you in, in, in Twitch chat and stuff. And I know you play Legacy, but I, I don't know much about you outside of that, so I kind of want to find out a little bit about who you are. Uh Sounds So I know good. you're from Norway. Yep. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your background in Magic, kind of like when you started playing and how you got introduced to the game?
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's um, it's kind of a long story because uh, uh, I was uh, introduced to Magic quite early on, actually, Um from a friend, and I thought, "Wow, this game is really bad." <laughs> <laughs> this game.
0: Sucks. Flash forward. Flash forward to today. Jerry saying the exact same thing.
1: <laughs> uh, and I was playing a couple of other card games at the at the time. Uh, it was the mm-hmm. uh, uh, the older brother of a friend of mine because he was always introducing me to new new games. Uh, and he was really into magic and wanted me to start playing because I was mm-hmm. fairly good at the other card games. But uh, I I didn't see the appeal. Um, I was playing another Garfield game actually quite a lot at that time. Uh, Vampire, the Eternal. Oh mm-hmm. St- uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, I was playing that for a long time, uh, traveling playing turn. Is that what, like an RPG? Is that what that is? It, it's also an RPG, but there's a card game. Uh, oh, that Garfield! It was like a whole thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. There, was, I think there was a video game too. Yeah,
1: that's right. So Garfield made this uh, card game as a multiplayer game. So it, it, I feel it's a better multiplayer game than Magic. So I always have problems playing Magic as a multiplayer game because I feel mm-hmm. it's just lacking from uh, Vampire. But do you, do you mean like e- like EDH style multiplayer? Yeah. So gotcha. so for me, I would rather just play Vampire every time I sit down to play EDH. But that's another uh, story. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think my first tournament was a PTQ in Sweden. Because uh, uh, th- this uh, older brother of my friend uh, was going. And he said, why don't you come? And I was like, I don't have anything to do this weekend. So I might as well just go. Uh So I think that was in Ravnica uh, the first time around. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I played, like, a couple of FM's drafts before that in, like, Invasion or something like that, but I didn't really pick up the game before I moved uh, to, like, one of the Norris cities in Norway, and no one's playing Vampire there, but people were playing Magic, and I was like, well, I want something to do in my free time, so... (laughs) I guess I'll have to pick up magic and um it's just so accessible everywhere and mm-hmm. the like it's a very in-depth game and I fall in love with it slowly after that.
0: Nice. And so so your first set was kinda of like around the Ravnica block, basically, the original Ravnica? Uh
1: I played like very casual in Ravnica. Uh I really picked it up at around Lorvin Shadowmore. That's when okay. I Really started playing.
0: Okay, now so I took like I had to, I had originally started playing back in like it must have been like around 97, 98, because I remember Ice Age was out. Um, f- I know that Fourth Edition was cards we played with. I played I played Mirage. I think Tempest was the first set that I like opened like new packs of myself. Um, and then I took a break from like two thousand three to twenty fourteen. So Jerry, were you playing in and Shadowmore those blocks? No, that's when I also took a break. I played so, like Onslaught Block was my heyday. Mirrodin Block was awesome, and then Kamigawa Block sucked so much. <laughs> and then it Kamigawa also coincided with me going to college, mm-hmm. so I took I stepped away from Magic, and I basically missed all of like Ravnica, Lorwyn, and I didn't come back until New Phyrexia. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was a similar way, like, going off to college, I stopped playing, and then uh, got back into it after my kid was born. Speaking of that, that just reminded me, I saw a really funny comment, I think I'd read it the other day, (laughs) but someone was saying, it's like, listen, we've had, like, a lot of sets of just really overpowered cards, and things are spiraling away, I I think I have a solution (laughs) that'll fix all of our issues. Return to Kamigawa.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: just <like laughs> we just power everything down. Because <laughs> I mean, like, same thing. Like, Miridon was like super overpowered, and and people were, were kind of upset at that. Mm-hmm. And then after Mirrodin, we went to Kamigawa, and no one had any complaints about power levels. It's just after funny that, funny because I thought Ikoria was going to be something like more like Kamigawa, where it was like just a flavor set. But, <laughs> and like, but it's not just a flavor set, clearly. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I think we. I think a lot of people just completely overlook just the inherent power value of of companions because so, so. like like at first blush companions don't look that busted until you just realize the mechanics well, behind them i think i do think luris stood out like luris was like yeah Lur- that stood out like, okay, like is, oh that's the but, but, but zerta and uh and uh the other one uh kind of like mm-hmm. i don't want to say snuck up on people because i'm sure some people saw it coming but I I was more worried about Mutate, which I still think if it wasn't for the fact that companions were still so busted, Mutate would also be pretty egregious. <laughs> <laughs> uh so so yeah, so t- Mats tell us about like getting into into like some of the older formats.
1: Yeah, the in the thing is in Norway, uh people at that time basically just drafted. Uh no one really wanted to play constructed um oh. so uh <clears throat> Uh, For the longest time, I was just playing Limited. uh, And I think I was playing maybe a year or so before I randomly qualified for Nationals. uh, And that's my first experience with Constructed. uh, And that was uh, Standard back in the day. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did really well in uh, Nationals that year uh, playing Limited and really bad playing Constructed because I'd never played Constructed. And the next year um me and a couple other people i get to know uh, started testing for nationals and started testing standard and i was like this this is really interesting like trying to figure out what you're doing and uh i liked more and more the the constructed uh, formats than the limited formats uh but there were basically no one to play with um so eventually uh when we started p- testing for the PTQ seasons, we we'd start buying cards for Magic Online, and then I figured, "Hey, this Legacy format looks interesting. Why is no one playing that?" Hmm. So, uh, so I bought into uh, Legacy on Magic Online, and that's kind of how I started playing Legacy. Nice. And what when, when was that around? Uh, when could that be around? Like uh, shards of Lara, okay, A block somewhere in in that period. Uh, and I don't think it took that long before I played my first GP in Legacy, which was uh, Amsterdam in 2011, maybe.
0: Okay. Uh, What, uh, so tell me about like the decks you started playing in Legacy.
1: What what were like the powerful decks then, and what did you get into? (laughs) Uh, I think, like, uh, what was known as powerful decks uh, believed to be, like, the unbeatable deck at the moment was, like, blue-white. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but there was this new card uh, printed out around, like, slightly later, of Secrets, which mm-hmm. shook up things. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've always been the one in our testing group who's played uh, the green-white decks, the aggro, beat-down decks, yep. like, the... Always uh been the like little kid in the group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you lot of a lot of Maverick style stuff? Yeah, so the first uh, deck I picked up uh, I actually looked at my um uh on uh, Goldfish, my oldest uh, uh the daily event uh, and it was like this super uh misbuilt green white uh hate bear stuck with uh adderwild and uh it was kind of fun to look at but mm-hmm. that was where i started and then um my friends really like playing like blue card advantage deck so mm-hmm. for the first gp i played i played team america um and uh eventually i, I figured out that punishing my brick was uh like really good in the meta game uh mm-hmm. so i gave uh a punishing maverick uh, deck to uh the national team that year uh and they went undefeated at that uh worlds with uh, um maverick and i think that was kind of the start of the uh maverick revolution in legacy uh which led uh, jerry thompson kind of built on mm-hmm. um so i started out playing like Knight of the real decks because that was what i've been playing in standard and extended and i kind of mm-hmm. like the card mm-hmm. yep <laughs>
0: so what's uh what's the legacy scene like in norway you know we don't re- we don't really get much news about the uh the european circuit that often over here so I'm, I'm interested to see you know do you have like lots of lgs's where you can play fnm i know there's the mkm tournament well there used to at least be the mkm tournament uh i uh, think the coronavirus. legacy
1: scene in, in norway is pretty good considering um uh how big norway is or small uh because uh, I, I think we're. Uh, we have uh, more money than we should sometimes, and people use them on cards. So <laughs> there's. Uh, I feel like Legacy, at least at my local game store, was played more than most other constructed formats. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's been. Like, we would have monthly tournaments, which would get like 30 40 people uh and that's uh that's pretty good uh considering the size of the uh store and the playgroup. Wow.
0: and so does everyone use english cards because i because i magic isn't printed in norwegian correct or maybe i'm wrong in that
1: no you're you're correct so uh people we get the cards in English but people like to collect different cards and some will collect foreign cards.
0: Yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess that's true like uh like is English like just that commonly spoken in Norway does does everyone pretty much speak English cuz I guess Yeah. It's weird, like, playing a game that's not in your native tongue. I guess that does just give free reign for, like, anyone can have any language they want. It
1: really <laughs> yeah, most people uh, speak yeah, English uh, fairly well in Norway, so it's, uh, like, all the TV shows uh, are in English, uh, so... It's pretty common. So you're
0: saying I can, I, you're saying I can come live in Norway. Yeah, I'm surprised you that haven't that already measuring. left, Jerry. Honestly, like, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't been packing your bags this entire time. Like... Well, Pat, all the all the flights. <laughs> well, you could still take it. You could probably still row your way over to Norway. <laughs> just like my geet ancestors. <laughs> I've just, I've really been watching a lot of The Last Kingdom, Pat. <laughs> I've been the Last Kingdom, and I'm, I just, I feel the call of the ocean. Do you? You're like Moana. <laughs> Uh, I mean, more like Utre, but yeah, like like Moana too. <laughs> well, I love Norway, no, like Norway, like that that because like, you get like like Vikings out your way, right? Like that's what that reminds me of. No, Pat, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> I mean, not anymore. But like, isn't that where they're from? Like Scandinavia, like that whole area.
1: Uh, I remember I was uh, studying in uh, Tromsø, which is a, a town fairly far north in Norway, and. All the ex- exchange students were really happy to come to Norway. It was so nice. And then the winter came and there's no sunlight at all. And people were like, where is the sun? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Boston. I'm used to that. So I, I'm just like Norway is sounding better and better. Every day. <laughs> What's the weed situation like in Norway? Is it legal? (laughs) What? Because honestly, I feel like if you tell me that weed's legal in Norway, Jerry's gonna, like, you're just gonna see him start throwing shit in a suitcase in the the camera. Pack? can you help me, pack?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's currently not legal. Oh, wow. Oh, man.
0: Like, legacy scene... English, Vikings. I mean, three out of four is not bad. Three out of four is not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it being illegal in Massachusetts until like last year it didn't stop you before, Jerry. So you're probably fine. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, so, so do you have like a pretty, you said you have a pretty robust like LGS scene in the, in, uh, in Norway?
1: Yeah. Uh, I've been going less and less though, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But, uh, it's been really good, and it's really friendly. Um, so I, I think it's... Uh, magic in Norway used to be fairly cutthroat. Uh, you'd have a lot of spikes, uh, making it kind of unfriendly to newer players. Um, but uh, the last five ten years, it's been going the right direction in my eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. So... People try to help you not get scammed in trades, people try to lend you lend you decks, uh lend you cards, um uh, and uh try to help you like understand the basics of, of mm-hmm. the formats. So it's really good. So and I know in the pre-show we were talking a little bit about uh
0: we were just kinda of talking about like, you know, how the different our different countries have handled this uh the coronavirus uh pandemic and and it seems like uh like Norway has a pretty robust like unemployment like social safety net for their for their citizens. And and one of the things we've talked about on the show before, Jerry is like we're concerned that some of these LGSs might not make it out of this intact, right? Like we're probably gonna see some stores that just have to shutter because, you know, missing three months of of income is just is you know damaging enough that they won't come back from it so do you think that that's going to be are you kind of on the opposite end of that Matt? do you think that like your lgs's will be fine because you've had
1: such a good you know social safety net for your for your citizens uh from what i understand uh i think the the local game store at least in my town uh which is from in norway will be fine uh it seems like uh people have a like more or less friendly uh um, relationship with the owner, and they are trying to buy things, uh, talking to to the owner through the internet, and trying mm. to like order things through the store even during these times. Mm. Uh, That's good. So, so I think it will it will be fine, and it's also it's so important to have like a place to actually be able to sit down and meet people. And I think um, in the past there were two stores in my town, and mm-hmm. Uh, they competed and then basically uh the biggest one of the stores which had a place to to be uh lost the competition so they had to close down and then we basically didn't have a place to play for for a long time and i think that really impacted people and they understood like uh you have to support your local game store not just because uh it's important to get the cards, but it's also the place we play. So if you just buy the cards from uh, the internet and never put money in your local store, eventually you won't have a place to actually play the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really important to you know support those stores for giving you that location. And it is going to be really interesting when when we start to open up because it looks like Massachusetts is going to start opening up soon. Um, you know, seeing what what that's going to be, and you know, working with your LGS, mm. you know, it, it this is going to be hard. It's going to—I know it's hard for each all of us, but it's going to be especially hard for the store owners. Um, so you got to work with them. Yeah, because you know, uh, obviously, like with with real estate being at a premium, you know, game stores want to be where the people are, right? And that naturally means that the prices of property go up, and so a lot of it is a lot of games, thankfully our RLGS is not this way, but there are quite a few game stores that are kind of a little cramped and there's not a ton of space and You sort of make do because you want to play the game and you want to support the store and you know that like with social distancing and stuff that a lot of that's not going to be feasible for some of these stores so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of solutions they come up with oh I didn't even think about that Pat yeah that's true a lot of the smaller game stores are probably going to have to close their play areas just for the fact that they just can't space people out like I I think of like like time vault games right in in Bellingham like they're not a small store and they have a good play space but it all is kind of bottlenecked to the door and like it's all you know it's all within Say like a twenty foot wide store, whereas like gaming etc. has a much larger play area, and they can even they can open up even more than what they have in the past. So, so it'll be interesting to see like what you know. Th- there are probably some creative solutions that places c- can come up with for things like that. Um, where whereas it's you know where it's like opening up out- outside play areas or just maybe may- maybe making the caps smaller. You know, I don't know. You know, there's probably things they can well, do. Mean, like how many stories have we heard about people who have like gone to F&M and had to play their match in the Chinese restaurant next door because they, like, they ran out of tables. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty awesome. I know I know, at in, uh, in, uh, in one of um, those the Time Vault games, uh, <laughs> one of their tournaments, their team tournament, I think they had one table that was actually in the Chinese food store next door. <laughs> yeah. And Eric, Eric, I think they, what happened was they had oversold the tournament by like one team, so they didn't have enough tables. And so Eric's like, all right, here's, here's a compromise. If you go play in this store, go play in this restaurant, I will provide you with free apps so they had like, well, yeah. they had like <laughs> unlimited apps and i think i think he's i think he had said on the podcast he's like i'm pretty sure uh at least one team purposely tanked their tournament so they could spend <laughs> two or three rounds in because it was like the last table so they could spend like their whole tournament in the chinese food place <laughs> Ah, uh, looks like you won. Yep. No no no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You can yeah, have. It's like, oh, You you're, can you're have. telling us we spent $60 <laughs> in entry fees, we got unlimited apps. Yes. <laughs> yes, we'll take some to go with please and thank you. <laughs> this is a better deal than TGI Fridays. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so so Matt's tell us so you said you're playing more uh more magic online now. Oh, yeah. well, I mean not so much lately, but that's kind of what you got into playing. What what decks do you do you find yourself playing on there? Like do you have a bunch of different decks or you are you I know you you do the green-white Maverick thing or, you know, green-white decks. What are you sort of, like, piloting on Magic Online lately?
1: Uh, so I've been uh, more and more stubborn the older I get. So now I kind of just want to do the things I want to do because I don't really care about what, what works. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've been playing more... Trying to play, like, grinded decks that aren't blue, basically. Uh, that grind you out. So I, I probably most well known for playing low uh, I used to play different and Texas. I don't do that as much anymore uh, especially mm-hmm. now since the deck isn't really good but lately I've been trying to figure out what can you actually do in the color screen and black uh, and I've been playing some painter and I basically have all the cards uh, for legacies mm-hmm. so sometimes I'll also pick up uh, some blue decks just to have the feel of uh, the other sides. Yep, <laughs> yep. But, so, all right. Yeah, and, and sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but mostly I'm in in the like uh, grindy green ducks camp, mm-hmm. which is really bad at the moment because Luris kind of pushes that out. Yeah, you said you were sort of you had kind of taken a step back just with the with between
0: you know your work and school commitments are, are pretty uh pretty pretty intense and
1: uh and also it
0: was it was also like just sort of the metagame right now just not that inviting for you
1: yeah because before the set i was uh playing not a, not a lot for me but more than i usually do uh, mm-hmm. uh so uh it was basically it's just not fun doing what i want to do at the moment. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, and I don't want to put the time and effort into trying to adapt at the moment because I have other yeah. things I need to do.
0: Right. Yeah. Sometimes uh, being an adult comes first outside the outside the card game. I, I get. I totally get that. Yeah. It's interesting. Like the companions obviously have taken the metagame by storm, Jerry. I know you said you were looking at a, a Reddit thread the other uh, yesterday or whatever, and and I, almost all like the five zero lists and the challenge lists have uh, a companion in them. It's kind of been interesting to see that thanks jerry sorry, is that a question for me i'm sorry no no, no I, I was it was uh i was opening the door for you to start to, to rant about companions but that's fine no no oh, i prefer I, the I'm blank look to be and positive yeah pat. stop stop dragging me down everyone's like oh jerry's so negative jerry's because so, pat sets me up <laughs> <laughs> i'm being positive for once um well you know what we can do is um you know we can we we actually do have questions maybe we should go through the questions first and then if we have time we'll get into the 50 list how's that sound sounds good all right, awesome. Um, I, said, I said I wanted to be positive, Pat. Why you want to go in the 50 list? <laughs> well, there is, there is like a literal uh there is a little literal EDH deck in uh in the 50 <laughs> list. So yeah, because we're EDH now. Right, that's all right. uh, see, I guess. Look, you've already had me started. You got me started down this path. I mean, I think <laughs> I, I haven't seen the list yet, but it's actually a hundred cards with a, with a companion, So that is literally an EDH deck. Um, Five old legacy. Yeah, Five legacy league. Um, but let's get into the uh, let's get into the into the Discord questions first. Um, all right. So we have this this username is is three three elk. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they've they've been hit by our friend. Uh but uh, <laughs> they got oak they got, oak they code. got oak code. Um but he says uh he says tell Mats that you have a listener who's about to sell out of either Gaia's cradles, Mox Diamonds, or LEDs. And it's up to Mats to convince me to keep the diamonds. Uh he said this is all true, though the diamonds are already listed, so he has
1: an uphill battle. <laughs> so, uh, what would you, how
0: would you convince him to keep one of those playsets?
1: Uh I'm fairly much in love with, the uh, uh, Mox Diamond because it's, like, one of the best ways to get tempo in a non-blue deck because you don't have the uh, uh, ability to play the the best te- tempo cards like Force and uh, days, uh, so you need some other, uh, way to, like, gain the extra turns, uh, you kind of gain by playing Force and, and days uh, and Mox, like, just lets you do some incredible unfair stuff. Uh, but it's kind of uh, evened out by the, the card disadvantage. But there's so many ways to, to regain that advantage. Uh, or, like, just make it not matter by locking the other person out. So
0: Yeah, plus they're lands. Yeah, no <laughs> one cares about lands. They're just lands.
1: Well, <laughs> we also have the, like, playing loam... Uh, and cycling lands is a great way to, like, get that advantage back. It's it's so, so many ways you, you can get the advantage back. And having a graveyard is starting to be more and more of a resource. So with cards like Hogak, with cards like Loras, with... Uh, so I like Diamond just because I feel you get more options uh, to build around. And it's like... Yeah. There's always new cards going to come in and make diamond more interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the other side, I think lead is just uh, almost at the point where it's too good for legacy. So it's kind of hard to argue that diamond is better than lead. But
0: I I feel that's the argument is that uh, you should sell your LEDs because at the rate of wizards making decisions, they're probably going to ban LED instead of Luris.
1: (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I think I think they have to ban Luris, but I think at some point uh, they have to take an, a decision if they want to ban uh, LED as well because it's it's kind of breaking every new card uh, that is pushed in some way. It broke a breach. It's breaking the companions. It's like whenever you do something fairly and print a card that's like in a slightly overpowered, it has some. Cards that are, like, offenders from the old sets, and lead is, like, always one of the offenders.
0: Well, it's it's because Wizards keeps printing cards that don't need to be cast from your hand. Like, a key concept of magic <laughs> is that your hand is where you cast your spells, and as long as that is where you cast your spells, LED is fair. Right. But every time Wizards prints this card that lets you cast things from other places besides your hand, LED turns into just actual blackness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's kind of uh, the problem with the graveyard being a resource tool more and more, uh, mm-hmm. but it gets better and better. Yeah. So the card I would probably sell from those three is probably Gaeus Cradle, because it's the hardest to, to slot into decks. But...
0: Yeah, it really only goes into Elves and Maverick. And even then, like a lot of Maverick decks I've noticed haven't really been playing them.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of hard to go wide in, uh, in green decks against... Uh, uh legacy in mm-hmm. at the moment. Like Elves does it real good and Maverick does it real good, but, but it's hard to like see another another green deck kind of uh abusing Gaius Cradle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus those EDH players love Gaius Cradle, <laughs> so its value is way higher than its than its legacy value. <laughs> Correct. Uh let's see. Our our Oko friend also asked uh you know, he's curious what the Norwegian view is of the U.S. COVID response, and uh, so you you now have to speak for all Norwegians, Mats, and you have to tell us how do you guys view our COVID response? Different. <laughs> I liked I liked my favorite was the picture of the guy with the rocket launcher in subway and it was, it was just like some it's like this is how this is how I imagine America just guy with a rocket launcher in subway protesting country. I I just want to I want to say that it's probably not a rocket launcher Jerry, it's probably a rocket propelled grenade launcher so yeah oh, okay sorry huge huge difference huge difference
1: <laughs>
0: Oh man yeah it's uh yeah so uh, you guys have taken a different uh a different approach to the to the to the response that we did. I think we're a little a uh, slow moving, to say the least. <laughs> Not surprising. Oh, yeah. So okay, very very political response, Matt. We're, yeah. We're... <laughs> <laughs> Try, to I states. mean, I mean the, the, this question asker did have a had had a, an addendum to his question, but the tone of it is is too. I like I to be honest personally, I like it, but I don't want to put anyone in the spot where they have to say something. And uh, yeah, it'd be probably not best not to politicize things. But try to stay safe. <laughs> Good. Um. Uh, what's, let's see. What's uh, next.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. Lomer boy was very excited that you're on. He said you're his personal hero. Um, Thank you. But then didn't ask a question. What the so, hell, Connor? I thought I was your personal. But leader. hold on, hold on, <laughs> Connor. Connor was very excited, but he never asked a question. So he just said, <laughs> he just said, "Oh man, he's my hero." And then, and then that was it. So <laughs> swinging a in. I mean, I like, I like Connor, but like you know, you could have set him up with a question here. I liked Connor until I found out I wasn't his personal hero. Well, Jerry, I mean, that's asking a lot, <laughs> man. I mean. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I still like you, Connor. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some of the Facebook questions. Um, so we had uh, Jeff Lyons asked: Is is ancient tomb chalice and three ball the best thing to be doing to combat companions in this meta? Uh,
1: I haven't really been trying it too much, but I don't think so because uh, it, it was the best thing during the treasure cruise era, uh, or mm-hmm. one of the best ways because everything was. Uh, casting cost one. But the thing is, uh, the n- new Loris deck isn't really casting cost one. It's it's uh kind of a value engine. Like it it's good against casting Mishra's bubble. But like, how do you compete with all the card advantage? Uh, if you don't have Trinisphere uh, out, uh, so I don't think so. Cause I I think you end up. Uh, having too few threats playing against a deck that will always have threats. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, it's because, like, the Lurus deck, it's it's not just running one drops, it's running zero, one, and two drops, and then they have answers across those three mana's four, sphere or Chalice. So, like, it's... It's more of a soft lock than it was during the Treasure Cruise days, whereas during the Treasure Cruise days, it really did feel like a hard lock.
1: Yeah, and also, a lot of uh, the lore are just adding tempo cards, like uh, petals or stuff like that, because they can because they always have a creature to cast, Uh, and, like, uh, the idea behind uh, Trinitaria is uh, you, like, slow the game to a halt really early, but... Uh, if the opponent has already like, exploded out of the gates, uh, slowing the game to halt is just bad for you, because then you're really far behind. Uh, so so there's also that problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Um, all right, let's
0: see. Uh, Sammy, uh, I think it's Feitch or Fike? I'm not sure how to say the last name. Sammy asks, uh, how do
1: you come up with your brews? Uh, it's basically just trying to see what's out there, and then, um, trying to make what seems like a decent idea to a more grindy decent idea. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, I kinda liked, uh, trying to make Hogak, like, a super slow grind attack, uh, instead of a fast, uh, all, or, like, kill you turn one, two deck. Uh, so that's how, like, I made one of my newer decks, uh, just adding, greens instance, in it, adding, uh, uh, Ferris Empath and Primeval Titan, so, you both have the way, the option of, like, playing Hogak on turn one or two, and then you also have the option of going, uh, over the top with the Primeval Titan, uh, and gr- just, like, grinding down people. So, it, it's, it's, kind of like looking at what's out there, and then trying to figure out, how do I, how do I make this into something that, c- can play both the early game and the long game okay not an easy
0: balance to strike <laughs> no
1: it's it's not but, but it's it's fun to try to figure out like what are the options in in legacy uh what are the unexplored uh parts of legacy uh, mm-hmm. and uh, there's so many ways to like gain uh card advantage and tempo that aren't blue um uh, And there's, like, this uh, idea, I feel like, that blue decks uh, can outgrind most color combinations, but, like, you can always go over the top of blue decks. Uh, But uh, you have to figure out uh, how to survive the early game if you're going to do that, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. How do you survive uh, the fast turn one combo decks if you're trying to go over top of everything?
0: Nice. Uh, Callum, Callum just went with the, with the Twitch emote, Matt Soul, so, uh, nice job, <laughs> Callum, I appreciate that. Um, Patrick S. asked, uh, this is probably a big question, but I don't even know, uh, yeah, it's interesting. How would you build with the companions outside the big four? I, I don't even know if they're playable outside the big four, but that's interesting. Um, uh, what's the fourth one? Uh, I I so I guess it's, 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 uh, Yorian, right? The, oh, right. The right. Bird.
1: So, I was trying to build a, um... Uh, what's the green black one. Uh, uh, deck. Uh, but the problem is, uh, as I was kind of talking about earlier, that it's hard to to beat. Uh, it's kind of easy to go over the top with people with that card, cause uh, you you gain a free card and it makes your card cost less. Uh, cause I built a creature deck, uh, and then you just uh, are able to to do fairly broken things in the endgame but how do you survive like the faster start from the overducks because it's Mm -hmm. it's hard to like play sweepers there's not really good ways to to stop them from just uh, snowballing but that Mm -hmm. was the one card I looked at and I also think the the 5-5 is playable in some shells but uh, there's also the the minus of giving them the information of uh, you have no forces you have no uh, lay lines you have. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's easy to slot into things, but, uh, I'm not sure giving away the free information is, uh, is a sound voice. Hmm. I mean,
0: it, it's interesting because I think as time goes on, the companions only get stronger, right? As more cards are printed and yep. it, they, they fall inside the, uh, the parameters that the uh, or the guidelines or whatever the restrictions, the deck building restrictions that are printed on the card. So it'll be, uh, yeah, I think I think it's you know <laughs> they're just going to get better and better, which is kind of wild. Yep. Maybe outside, maybe outside Luris. Maybe Luris doesn't get better because usually they're not printing a lot of you know. Uh, well that's actually not true because they printed uh they printed uh, uh what's it they're called? They're still gonna they're still gonna print like one and two yeah. Days, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, gets I was just thinking too. of um <sighs> Arcanist, Dreadhorde Arcanist that just got printed, so so yeah, I guess they are just printing really powerful two drops, so I I take that back. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they will just get better with time.
1: Also the problem with the lures is that it doesn't stop you from playing spells, so if you just print better spells that also does like your deck gets better. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Let's see Michael Phillips asks Is it time to unban
1: Sensei's Dividing Top? Uh, I'm gonna be honest and say I felt like Top should not have been banned when it was and they should have rather gone for Terminals but I think I agree one of the reasons they banned Top is because of the time uh, uh, considerations in tournaments and uh, for that reason I think maybe it's okay that Top is banned but I would rather have top to play within other decks because hmm. it's it's a uh, fun card to do stuff with, hmm. and I think terminus shuts out creature decks more than top woods. But hmm.
0: I I agree with that. I mean, I, I definitely think Terminus should have been the ban over Top as well, but I do also remember large tournaments when Top was legal, oh. and like, <laughs> rounds would go like 40 minutes over oh, yeah. because of Top. I remember GB Columbus in 2016. I know it was I know uh, it was taken down by Infect, uh, but there was a lot of miracles then, and uh, a lot of those rounds went way over time, and I, I don't miss those days, for sure.
1: Yeah, and uh, I usually play on Magic Online, where we have your clock and your opponent's clock so uh it's it's kind of a totally different game than playing in paper because uh Mm -hmm. you don't mind them using time on top because it's their time but when they use time on top in paper it's also your time so uh what happens is games that uh, the opponent might time out on Magic Online. Uh, you kind of have to concede in paper because you need the time to play game two or game three, uh, or be sure that you have enough time to play all games. Whereas playing from the other side, the, the control to the deck with top, you, you kind of ha- have more opportunity to, to manipulate how uh, much time is used in each game. So, I think it's uh also a difference between playing online and playing in paper when it comes to top. I think it's Mm -hmm. totally fine online and I think the time problem is too big to let it be uh, legal in paper.
0: I I, I do feel like uh... Watching people top like at the end of my turn, and then, and then at the beginning of their turn, and then like again at their end step was like the most frustrating. Like just topping multiple <laughs> times is just so annoying. When it's just like just uh, like just tell me what your card is, I'll let you know next time. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't miss that card. I think the game. I think the gameplay that it led to was very um, uh, repetitive, and I I didn't like miracles as a top deck personally. I didn't think it was a great. I don't think it was a great uh, deck to be the best deck in the format, and it was by a long, by a long shot for a long time. And yeah. I, they can unban They can unban top with uh, the addendum that uh, it cannot be played in miracles. Yeah, because <laughs> like, like top, top, and other decks was awesome. Like top and Doomsday and top and Welder decks. Well, all right, and... let's just say that Doomsday doesn't need top anymore, nor does nor does it need, <laughs> nor does Welder need it. Oh man doomsday could be a t1 deck oh, again God. just unbanned since actually i don't even know if doomsday would play uh top anymore probably not yeah i don't think they yeah that's it. what i'm saying like it's you know i know i know there was a there was uh out of our many listeners there's probably two who were really bummed with the, with the outside of miracles players two who played the other decks who were bummed that top got banned but i think i think i do think it was uh, a net positive i was one of them pat i was playing top and sneaking show <laughs> yeah jerry that yeah. was just that was just dumb choice like <laughs> sin prodder top ever cool <laughs> so greatest combo stupid. to ever exist bring it back Be- it was better than bring it was it better back. than just show and tell Emmercool. cool you had to add another layer into there for no reason <laughs> yeah yeah you still that way it avoids the attack step i just reveal reveal ember to sin Proder, ding you for 15 jerry it was great that's i don't know how, how well you know jerry but he loves to make <laughs>
1: an easy deck more difficult <laughs> That's his life's ambition. I have found memories of playing Top in Bomberman, and then going infinite with uh, lead, and then drawing your deck with uh, engineer explosives uh, and Top. (laughs) Yep. And remember, I mostly play Magic Online, so that's a lot of clicks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so many clicks. So many clicks. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Uh, So Nick asks... um, we kind of might have touched on this a little bit already, but you said he said, uh, he said uh, assuming the top four companions will be banned, um, what Ikoria cards do you think will have an impact on Legacy?
1: Um, of one mine comes to mind, and the um, uh, black removal spell um, seems decent. Uh, I think the Cycling Trilands might like trade it in loam, and I think like maybe having one in your deck is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a real impact, uh, I'm not so sure. There is like, I think of one mind might be the most powerful. Hmm.
0: Which one is that again? The
1: divination that costs one blue. If you have a human and an non human. Oh, gotcha.
0: Oh, we have a uh, David Menzer. Uh, he's a uh, question under a question. Asked, can you talk about the Amori brew he saw you playing on MTGO and how did that work
1: out? Yeah, so my idea was playing creatures, and instead of like trying to play uh, the creature equivalent to Mox, the O3 rage guy, uh, the problem is uh, you don't have the removal for creatures uh, in the same way, so you kind of get run over mm-hmm. by a lot of decks. Um, so you see. Fairly good amount on that deck of time on that deck, and I, like I didn't figure out how to to beat everything, so I kind of gave up. But also, the payoff of getting a four or five for, as a card for free isn't that mm-hmm. good because mm-hmm. it doesn't really do that much, uh, it makes your top end way better. Cause when you get kind of get to the point where you're uh, going over the top of people, you you do it even better. But getting to that point is really hard in in this uh, uh, meta game. Gotcha. Can I just play? A,
0: say, I pulled up of one mind's art, and this art is is just a direct rip off of uh, Avatar, on, like, <laughs> James Cameron, James Cameron's Avatar. It's just a, it, they're doing like the mind meld with the animal. It's like just straight. It's like a scene straight from Avatar. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, I, I that that's pretty common in a lot of stuff, though. I'm pretty sure it's in like Black Beauty and any other horse horse movie. There's always some girl putting her <laughs> forehead to the horse's forehead like they have a special connection. So, I don't remember there being, like, little <laughs> bolts of blue lightning shooting between Black Beauties. Well, uh... <laughs> Jerry, you obviously just hadn't smoked enough of that legal weed, my friend. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Michael Clifford. Cliffy asks, uh, what would you consider a successful record for a Magic Online League? <laughs>
1: uh, so... I think 3-2 is, like, a decent, uh, result. Because <laughs> if you go 3-2, like, every league, you're doing pretty well. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> I saw your, t- your Twitter avatar seems to be uh, supporting the 3-2, the 3-2 motion.
1: Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, the joke is that 3-2 is kind of a bad result. Because yeah. you want to go 5-0, but mm-hmm. I, it's kind of crazy considering how few leagues actually are 5-0s. Mm-hmm. uh and 3.2 is like 60% win rate and if you have 6 that's good right? <laughs> yeah if you, if you consider like most people consider Magic Online to be a higher competition than your local game store mm-hmm. uh, and how many people have like over 60% win rates uh, at their local game store even so it's like are are you expecting to do better than that against the tougher competition all the time? <laughs> I think part of part
0: of like the the wor- the least appealing part of the Magic Online Leagues to me are the five O trophies. To me it's just like I don't know. I, I just think the the uh emphasis it puts on the five O's is a little bit misguided, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think I like three twos, man. I think it's a good record.
1: i get behind that i think it's awesome it's funny because like it's when you say oh 3-2 the dream it's like no one wants to 3-2 but (laughs) again it's like it's it's really good so why not
0: (laughs) um all right uh bob Wong says hi mats so if you want to reply to bob you can do that now
1: hello bob (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, Romario is very excited because he will finally going to have an episode where someone's going to teach us how to cast Brainstorm, so we're
1: glad to glad to have you on for that one Yeah, I, I, I've casted a few Brainstorms in my life <laughs> Probably not the best Brainstorm caster, but
0: Romario, why don't you come on and teach everyone how to cast Brainstorm? We, we should huh? have Romario on, actually <laughs> Romario, if you actually listen a- to this episode Has Romario been on? Huh? It? I feel I feel like we've had Romario on before. Really. Have we, I, dude? So you know what's terrible is that I, we've had so many awesome people on, like people in the community and like great magic online grinders, and, and but I've also met a ton of people like uh, at tournaments and stuff, and I've talked to people on online on Twitter and Facebook. It's it's been almost impossible for me to under, to recollect everyone who we've had on, and so we might have had Romario on. I know I've talked to him before. Um, I just. Well, we'll have him on again. We can yeah, just have so him Ramar on. so Romario. if you hear this. And even if he's never been on before, we'll just
1: pretend that yeah. he did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then, so then we're going to finish this. The last the last question on here is Connor False. Again, uh, coming in with uh, the Matt Soul, <laughs> tell him he's my hero. Or sorry, tell him he's my idol. But but no question again. So <laughs> two shots at a question. Uh but uh but no we we, we love Connor so L- Lomer boy is a big fan of of Matt Soul so just just so you know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I always thought it was Sole. That's how I've always said it. Is, are you going to ruin my
1: dream? Or... Uh so it's actually pronounced Motzole. <laughs> All
0: right, that's that's close to it. Ole.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz th- that's my actual name. Okay. Oh. So,
0: but i'm still uh, is it okay if i just still go with matt's Oleg?
1: <laughs> like i i don't really care how people pronounce it uh,
0: <laughs> you wear a matador hat <laughs> like, this, this, this is how i'm you
1: so but but it's kind of funny to like you know, listen to but, like people uh, pronouncing it because it's they're usually way off
0: uh. I'm holding this jar of salsa and I picture you <laughs> as the person on the jar Jared, of salsa. that's that's racist. Like... <laughs> All Norwegians look like this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I guess you have to choose. You either look like a matador or a viking. You have to pick. Pick a lane, Mats. Pick a lane.
1: Viking from the top up and then a the matador from the... <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you got like the, the chain mail up top and then the leotard down below. Yep. <laughs> they have nice, nice boots. Nice boots. Yeah. Ni- nice little booties. So um, I know it's getting late over there. I know here uh, we we pushed up a recording an hour to try to get it, get it. So you weren't in here too long. So or too late up too late rather. Um, so I don't know if we want to dive into the five O list just because we're getting up to about an hour right now. And uh, what what uh, is it local look, time for you right it's now, Matt? More Mads? companions, uh, more companions. It's closing
1: in on three a.m. But yeah, uh... so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's that's uh that's pretty late. Um, so let's let's uh, let's put a pin in it here. We'll we'll wrap things up, um, Matt. If if is there anything you want to want to say before we start, you know, like winding it down here?
1: Uh, I think I said most of the things I, I had in mind. Okay,
0: uh, I always like to give like give the guests a space to space to say anything if they want to say something outrageous. Um, <laughs> um, all right, awesome. Do well, something let's get different. To... <laughs> we'll get into scoops and poops then, Jerry. Scoops. So every week we do scoops and poops scoops. uh, We scoop in uh, people we want to shout out in the community or just general concepts, movies, pop culture, whatever we like. And of course, poops are are things that are bugging us for the week. So Jerry, who's your scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, I am definitely scooping in the folks over at uh, the MTG paper online group. They are an awesome group of people. They had uh, like 14 people playing the Mm -hmm. tournament, which was Awesome. Uh, and I just wanted to give a big shout out to the people who organize it and to like make it, make it work. Cause I mean that they're just doing it Mm -hmm. volunteer. Uh, they, they actually have a really good setup. They have like tournament structure and everything and special shout out to the TO. I didn't catch his name, but, uh, so he streams the clock. Mm hmm. So for everyone to like be on the same clock, he streams it and then he actually builds Gundam models while while the rounds are going. So you can just like look at the clock and then watch him like build oh, Gundam models and I just thought That's that actually kind of cool. Awesome. I don't know what Gundam is. Is that like uh is that a card game? Is that like a is no, that No, like gun like Gundam it's uh it's like the anime like giant robots. Oh, like mech giant mechs? robots. Yeah, like mechs. So he's building like model kits of giant mechs. What are they made of? Are they uh, made of like awesome. balsa wood? Uh, no, they're plastic. Oh, that's disappointing. Well, I'm sure there's maybe, ba- like, why would you want a giant mech out of balsa wood, pad That doesn't uh, seem like a very structurally sound giant mech. Well, I, I don't think, I mean, I don't think you're, you're not mashing them into each other, are you? Like, are these made for children to play with afterwards? Or are they? Yeah, like- they're, meant, they're meant to be like a toy once you're done with Oh, them. oh, really? Yeah. So you can, like, I can, like, give them to my kids and they wouldn't fall apart? Yeah. Oh. Exactly. So wait. So they're models or or they're not? Because I do Because well, like more. if I if I take if I take like a if I take a battle zord out of a box and assemble it like put the like like it's kind of pinch like a, the legs on for my yeah, kid and like zords are and like a type of Gundam. But I wouldn't I wouldn't call that assembling a model. I would say I just I assembled a toy for my child. <sighs> No, I'll. is I'm it like not, actual model build? I don't I, don't, I literally I'm like, like actual complete, actual model kits like they come on like sheets of plastic and you clip out the parts. Oh, so then, there's no way that they're made to be toys, though. Like you can't like you can't like smash them together and not fall. Well, they no, fall you can't up. just like like jam them into each other. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sorry. So you still do your like little pew pews, though. <laughs> i think that's very cool that that he does that that it's, he um, i think that's actually great it's kind of like uh yeah like we yeah. finish your round and then you just watch watch him build some model kits <laughs> uh, i quite enjoyed it that's pretty it, awesome it that's pretty awesome me. i, I want to order i'm going to order off of uh ebay some uh some old gundam kits and, and put them together uh any poops this week jerry uh yeah, anyone who shared the goddamn pandemic video. That th- <laughs> that thing had, I My sister in law mm. has actually blocked me on Facebook because she shared the pandemic video and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> so, that's great. So no, if you think that the government released coronavirus as an excuse to microchip its citizens through <laughs> vaccines. You're a moron. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. I don't care who is offended by that. If you're listening to this and you're offended because you don't think I appreciate your opinion that the government is microchipping its citizens... Because of coronavirus, I'm okay with that. You can stop listening. <laughs> Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> it's, it is kind of funny because the they, same people are saying that while tweeting from a phone that is actually a mic. That is actually, yes, fine. They're, they're willingly putting in their pocket that tracks them everywhere they go yeah, the and listens to their conversations everywhere they go. So yeah. the, the government doesn't need a microchip, us people. You pay a monthly fee for it. <laughs> like, it's called your phone bill. <laughs> oh wonderful uh mats do you have any
1: scoops uh you want to shout out this week uh just people helping out like the communities and like yeah. doing doing stuff <laughs>
0: yeah totally uh
1: i don't have any special person in mind at the moment uh but i think like people in in a way thing trying to, to figure out um uh, how to make the format move formats move forward uh always uh Big shout out. I don't think people get enough uh, appreciation for the work that actually needs to be put in to, to uh, do something different than uh, what is uh, like the norm at the moment. Mm-hmm. You mean so, like the opposite of someone like me who's just like, what's the best, best
0: blue ray Delver list? Okay, I have those cards. That's what I'm playing this week. <laughs> that's all I do. I'm not a brewer but in any sense of the words. I just like to, I take the I, most tune lists I see and I just, that's what I play.
1: I think that's important as well, but. Uh, a lot of times uh the people playing the deck the best isn't necessarily the one that came up with the, the idea or mm-hmm. like who who broke the format and mm-hmm. uh it's uh, it's a lot harder to do than it looks so <laughs> yeah and there's some people that just comes up with new good ideas all the time and I'm like super impressed by what people are able to like uh, and how fast they are able to to like yes. break things yeah the, the the
0: it is it is pretty amazing the amount of um collective work that's that gets done in the form even a format like legacy that has a pretty i mean a dedicated but like relatively smaller fan base um the amount of innovation that goes on how fast it moves and is pretty it's pretty fantastic
1: and there's always this high mind effect like uh everyone builds on each other but but there's also some names that just pops out good ideas all the time so it's uh it's impressive yeah totally any uh any poops this week uh just uh people who walk too close to you at the street (laughs) (laughs) to you have to sit down next to you at the bus. Uh, don't respect personal space uh, in this time. It, it, it's funny because in, in Norway, uh, people are considering Norwegians like a cold country. So there's like this joke where uh, if you see a Norwegian bus stop, there will be like three meters apart uh, from every person. And uh, somehow in this time, it's like all the people who aren't like that are out and taking the what, bus so in. So when you say a cold country, do you mean like emotionally cold? yeah oh that's, uh,
0: that's interesting, because that's the opposite of what I imagine Norway' is like that's really funny
1: so there's a, a lot of jokes uh uh going uh, from from like people who've been in Norway and lived in culture and it's like uh regions will be looked at like fairly uh emotional less and then kind of like putting you off and then they start drinking and then suddenly you're their best friend so it's like
0: <laughs> it's because it's, it's, it's Norwegians are all chiseled from stone and their emotions match
1: <laughs> so a lot of people will think like oh I got a best friend uh, last night at the party because uh, we were talking all night and then the next day it's like uh, they, they don't talk to you because that's the Norwegian way of doing things <laughs>
0: Sounds like all my relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard, I was listening to a podcast. Oh man, this was a couple, this was maybe last week. I can't remember what, what uh, Scandinavian country they were referencing, but the dating scene, I, it might've actually been normal. Maybe you can correct me here. And maybe our editor will just cut this out completely if I'm totally way <laughs> off. But the, the dating scene was like, it's, it's much more normal for you. Like, uh, you don't normally exchange numbers with a woman, but you. But the woman, if if she's interested in seeing you again, will just tell you what bar she's at the next night. Is that is that sound familiar, or is that am I crazy? That sounds like fairly normal. Yeah, like you don't like. It, it's- That's how dating works here, Pat. <laughs> no, no, well, no, it's but it's. I, it sounds weird, like giving someone your phone number. It, like the, you'll still have like sex with the woman, but she won't give you her phone number if she really likes you. She'll like be like, "Oh, I'll be at this bar tomorrow." It, it, I don't know. I now I have to look it up. This sounds weird to say, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just realizing that now how unusual this is. Uh, but uh, right, you've it was, been out it of was... the scene too long, man. <laughs> I, it's true. I haven't dated in a long time. That is true. I've been I've been with my wife now since. Uh, oh boy, sixteen years. That's a long time before dating apps. Yeah. Before. Oh, it was way before dating apps. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Anyway, Justin, just cut this whole part out. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. This is terrible <laughs> podcasting. I apologize. gonna leave it all in. He's gonna leave yeah. it all in. <laughs> like he always uh, like he always does. <laughs> Justin, our obstinate editor, he's like, No, this is gold. yeah you don't gold. You don't tell me what to edit. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, he's gonna leave in the my wife dressing me down for telling my kids zombies were real today. Yeah uh, <laughs> Um. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, Does Liam have for a cell scoop? phone. Give me his cell phone number. I'm going to text him. Watch out for zombies. But <laughs> you think my son has a cell phone? He's eight. <laughs> yeah, my niece has a cell phone. She's seven. What? She's yeah. a cell phone? Of course, I got it for her. You're a terrible. You're a terrible uncle, Jerry. <laughs> not my kid. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my kids won't have cell phones until they're driving. That's when they can get a phone. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, they, they don't need it. They don't need it before then. I didn't need it before then. Jerry, there's people like you on the internet. I don't want my kids to be around people like you. I'm pretty sure I got a cell phone before I got a pack of Magic cards. That's crazy. I had a cell- I got my first cell phone when I was either 17 or 18 years old. Uh, my first cell phone I think I got when I was probably like 11 or 12. It was the, no- the Nokia Brick. That- that just says so much about the person you became, Jerry. Now, it, honestly, <laughs> another piece has just fallen into place. It's just like in the the, the life the tet- of Jerry. The May. Tetris board of Jerry. <laughs> yeah. did, you, did you complete a row? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was the line. It just came down to four rows. <laughs> gone. Four rows. Just yep. the bonus. Just gone. Just gone. Um, my scoop.
1: Tetris the top Patrick. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm scooping in all the moms. Uh, I want I hope you guys all had a, had a wonderful Mother's Day and that you felt appreciated and loved by your families. Uh I had my mom over yesterday for, for I made a big Mother's Day dinner. I made um I did stuffed stuffed uh stuffed clams and uh I made some seared scallops and ribeyes and uh some some veggies and some homemade palm frites. They were it was excellent. And uh yeah, so I hope I hope they all had a wonderful time. And uh poops uh you know what the guy who's behind me in line at Home Depot who was very upset that there was a line. It took probably like 10 minutes to get inside from, like you know, you got in line, it was probably 10 minutes till you got inside. Who was very upset and seemed to not to realize that this is how things have been going now for three months. Like this is just <laughs> the way it's been. or mean, maybe, maybe not three months, but at least, at least the last four weeks, uh, he seemed very, uh, he was very surprised and upset. And uh, stood like right behind me, like just like like I could hear the conversation he was having. With Why the is everybody next wearing masks? Yeah, like, yeah. He was the- like right behind me, and I I, like, I keep looking over my shoulder, and it's like he was an older man. He's probably like in his fifties. But I'm like, I I just wanted to like donkey kick him out of like from you know there there should be like some kind of way that we can uh, distance ourselves from people with a, a, a small amount of violence. I think. Yeah, I'm actually I'm developing it, Pat. It involves a pair of suspenders, and on those suspenders is a hula hoop, and <laughs> duct tape to the hula hoop is just a bunch of tasers. Oh, I like that. I was yeah. I was hoping for razors, but tasers works too. <laughs> ah, I mean we can switch it up. Switch it. I up. feel like if you could like spin the hula hoop and the razors start sli- spinning around really quickly and- It's it's alternating razor leg razor blades and salt licks. <laughs> just uh, spin it. <laughs> yep, this is America. Welcome to America, Mats. Uh- <laughs> And well, yet, I'm still less crazy than the guy with the <laughs> RPG in the subway ordering yep. a veggie veggie deluxe <laughs> with his RPG. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. People are, we have some interesting characters in this country, man. It's 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 uh, yeah, it's a lot. Um, so, Matt, uh, do you are you streaming at all lately? Are you or are you uh are you kind of taking a break from that?
1: Uh, I don't really know when I'm streaming. Uh. uh... Because uh, I don't have a schedule. I'm not I'm actually trying to <laughs> build an audience or anything. I'm just streaming because uh, I appreciated people putting out content when I was learning magic. So it's mm-hmm. kind of trying to just give back in some way. Uh, so, so I stream when I feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... I don't even remember the last time I streamed or what they streamed, but it will just pop up. It's basically <laughs> what I'm saying.
0: All right. So, so if they want to check out Matt's, if you're lucky, if they want to get <laughs> hold on, so if, let's, let's, let's do it this a different way. Let's, let's backdoor <laughs> this. If they want to get a notification for when you decide to stream, they can go to, what is it? Twitch.tv slash slash Matsola. Yeah. All right. Great. Did I get that right? matzola <laughs> Pat, it's Mats Olay All right, I, I, it's going to be hard for me to just to because I've always pronounced it Mats Olay but then I thought maybe it was Matt Soul, so I don't know. It's it's uh yeah, it's editing word just like the salsa, <laughs> <laughs> Mats Olay salsa. Awesome, awesome. Um, and uh, of course, uh, I don't know if you're on the Facebook group at all, but if if you are, people can probably get a hold of you there. Yep. awesome. Um, great. So uh, let's see. Thanks, thanks again for coming on. It was great to have you. Yeah, it was fun. Really appreciate it. I know it's late there, so we're gonna we're gonna get you out of here. I Just want to remind everyone to uh, to follow the show. It's at LALMTG. You can follow Jerry. He's at JME3RD. Uh, you can find me at Pat Uglow. Um You can find Mats. It's at uh, Let me pull it up here. I just had it. It's uh, at Ellingson underscore Mats. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter and you get the sweet three uh, two Twitter profile picture. I, I dig it. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Find us on Hipsters of the Coast. Join the Facebook group and you can email us uh, at leaving a legacy at hipsters of the com. As always, thanks to Justin Lutz. He's our audio tech, sound engineer. He makes sure that we don't sound too crazy. He cuts out all my ramblings, and I really <laughs> appreciate that so I don't sound like as much of an idiot, so that's that's great and uh actually I don't know if you know Jerry, but because of the uh because of the pandemic uh justin's uh kind of got a side hustle going on where he's traveling door to door washing people's dogs. Wow that's yeah. great. Yep. I actually just found out he actually is that guy in the picture at the subway with the RPG <laughs> that actually it's it's from behind. That's that's actually what Justin looks like from behind. So well, I mean, listen, in in when you picture. need your veggie delight, you got to have your veggie delight. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And no one's going to make it like those sandwich artists at subway. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. All right, Matt, thanks again for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. I know it's late there, so we really appreciate you uh you coming on here and and chatting with us for the evening. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, guys, thanks so much. We're going to catch you guys next week. Bye.